0: here we are again with Bible talks and we're talking about singleness our favorite conversation around here um, and I just want to know what God has to say about the the gift of singleness or what the Bible has to say
1: about it sweet so I have a ton of thoughts on this mm-hmm. um, the Bible has like one thought but I have like a ton <laughs> um again the point of this uh ep- or this this show ultimately is, Let's let's lay the text before us and go. What does the Bible say about something? Right. Um, and so, uh, what does the Bible say about being single? What the first thing I would say is, I think what you're going to find is that what the Bible says about being single and what the church says about being single are two different things. Mm. And so, um, and then you throw in there what the culture says about being single, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's just a mess. This giant mess, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, <laughs> unfortunately people are not overly privy, I think, to what the Bible says about being single, and so they're getting their viewpoint either from the culture or the church, and unfortunately, um, they may not be thinking correctly. And so right. um, this is found uh, in 1 Corinthians 7, and um, the, uh, this is primarily a teaching on marriage, um, but he kind of gives this like little shoehorn verse... Um, And uh, you can find it in, uh, well, let's start with uh, chapter 7, verse 7, and we'll, I think, go down to um, verse 9. He says, um, uh, uh, Yet I wish that all men were even as I myself am. However, each man has his own gift, one in this manner and another in that. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows that it is good for them that if they remain even as I. So that's the same idea, I, I wish you were like me. Um, But if they do not have self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. And um, right before that, he says, I'm making this as a concession, not even as a command. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can read the whole context of that. For the sake of time, I won't. Just read all of 1 Corinthians 7. Right. But the idea is Paul's saying, hey, I wish you were single like me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is, uh, first of all, it's a very powerful statement if you can kind of get a grasp on Paul's life. Um, And so now granted, we don't know this for sure. We weren't there, but um, many, many scholars believe that Paul was actually married at one point Mm. that um, to have ascended to the ranks that he was in, um, in Judaism, um, he would have had to have been married and he probably had kids because there wasn't really birth control. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, Chances are, let's just assume for a second that Paul was married and he had kids. He just said, I wish you would remain as I, which is unmarried, Mm. right? And Mm -hmm. so that begs the question, what happened? Well, most scholars in this camp would say, hey, probably what happened is Paul became a heretic to the Jews. Yeah. And his wife and kids um, either paid the consequences of it or... Um, left him, right, which I think is an interesting thought, right? So let's just say that that's true. Again, we don't know for sure, um, but let's just say that's true. You have somebody who was married, had um, a family, or at least was married—let's just go Mm there—was married Mm -hmm. and is now single, and he's going, hey, I think you should be single, right? And, And if you continue to read through 1 Corinthians 7, what you'll see is he's saying that because of the intensity of the hour that they're living in. He's like, it's actually better. Um, he says that the to the, unmarried, the unmarried person is concerned with the um, affairs of the Lord, and the married person is concerned with the affairs of this world. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, in light of the hour and the intensity that we're in, uh, he goes, I, I, I think it's wise for you to remain single, because you can give yourself fully to the service of the Lord, and you can become kind of untangled from the cares of this world. Mm-hmm. When you get married, your priorities got to shift. When you get married, the things that you're concerned with actually isn't primarily serving the Lord um, in a very clear kingdom manner, um, but it's serving your family, right? which obviously is kingdom, but it's it's just different, right? Yeah. The reality is it's a smaller kingdom impact over a long period of time, versus, you know, Paul who's going out and planting churches and preaching the gospel and seeing thousands and thousands of people come to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So um, that's 1 Corinthians 7. So what does the Bible say about being single? The Bible says that not only is it okay to be single, that to a degree and for the right person, it's it's the preferred method.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And nobody in the church <laughs> talks about this. Right. And I remember coming across this passage and I remember coming across all of First Corinthians 7, again, just read the whole thing because it's so clear that's what he's talking about, um, and, and being just stunned because everything that I had ever heard was if you want to live a godly and satisfying life... If you wanna if you wanna know the love of God, you gotta have children. And if you wanna know the love of God, you gotta have a wife and you've mm-hmm. gotta be married. Mm-hmm. And if you wanna be in ministry, you gotta get married. You can't be a single person in ministry because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, like literally, like we we, you know, we have giant conferences dedicated to marriage, and we have no conferences dedicated to being single. Because let's be honest, it would turn into like a big, you know, mixer. single, ready to mingle. <laughs> yeah, it would be a big, a big mixer. <laughs> Right. Unfortunately. But we just don't we don't do it. We don't right. have conferences dedicated to how do I give myself fully to the Lord without the constraints of a family. Because marriage via the culture, maybe not so much anymore, but definitely historically the culture and in the church in particular, that was seen as like the pinnacle of maturity. Right. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. And I'm not saying that's not that's not what we're supposed to do. There's an aspect of obviously be fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. that's, that's real. But I think the, the, the first thing that I would say about this idea of being single is it is not lesser than being married on um, any level. Yep. Is it a lesser calling? And I actually think the Bible makes the call or makes the... My personal opinion is that the Bible would even say that there's an aspect of it that is a higher calling to be single mm. than it is to be married. Right, I think that's where you know you, you have your your in Catholicism your priests and your your nuns are, mm-hmm. they're single right and right. they they preach celibacy and this is kind of one of the reasons that they do that, right? I don't think they're as far off as maybe we think they are. Although marriage is to be celebrated, uh, we love marriage, right. right? There is still an aspect Both that valid. just be single, right? Right, because if you're single, you can you can do so much more for the kingdom. You can do so much more, and and, and the idea is we don't live for this age anyway. Like, as Christians, we shouldn't be living for these meager 70 years that we're here on the earth, trying to be as comfortable, trying to have as much, you know, enjoyment and pleasure, right? Now, we shouldn't go across the spectrum and be, um, you know, monks who beat themselves like Martin Luther was at one time, Mm -hmm. right? And and saying, I could have no pleasure, but we don't live for this day, we live for a day that's coming, and if I have a family, I'm kind of forced to live for this age a little bit, right? It's okay, it's not Mm -hmm. sin, it just is what it is. And so... Um, I would say being single is not lesser at all than being married. And it is a very viable option for those who, um, maybe they just don't really, like, they don't want a family, right? Right. Like I've talked to people, people, um, who struggle maybe with same sex attraction, Mm -hmm. um, who, and maybe people who don't, maybe some people who literally are just like, I've talked to people who are like, I just don't have a desire to be married. Mm -hmm. And in the church, they're almost viewed as lesser. Like there's something wrong with them. Right. You know, and so, what do people do? They're always trying to pair them off with somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me introduce you to so and so. No, they'll be you'd be great with them. you know, and the reality is they're like trying to do this you know higher calling thing and be like, no, I actually want to be single so I can dedicate more of my time to the Lord. And we have the church kind of actively working against it, mm-hmm. not even really meaning to. Right. you know and so i I think um there are people who have this gift of singleness, and they don't burn with lust, right? The the Bible says burn with passion, right? Same thing. Like in other words, they don't they don't need to have sex. Like it's mm-hmm. just not a thing for them. Um, and they don't have this deep desire to have a family. They're okay with just them and Jesus in the mission. And I think those people need to be celebrated. I think they need to be championed, and I think we need more of them. Mm. I really do. And so, um, if that's you, and you're listening to this, and you're like, I don't really have this huge desire to be married, I would say there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. As a matter of fact, the Bible would say um, there's something right with you. That that's a, mm. a high calling, it's a good calling, and it's right. right. Um, and so uh, that's the idea, I think, behind the gift of singleness. Now, the hard part about being single, it kind of you can almost break it down uh, into—oh, you know what? Before I even do that, I would just say this. The other thing about being single that that I think where maybe we've gotten it wrong as a church, um, and I alluded to this earlier, is that we say you can't be in ministry Mm
0: -hmm. unless
1: you're married. Right? Like we may not actually say that. There are some denominations who do say that, right? Um, But we certainly lean that direction, right? As if being married is somehow safe, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the idea is it's like, oh, well, we're going to help guard you against immorality. We want to know that you have a wife. Or a husband, someone to you know get your you know passions out on, so that you're safe around the church. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like having a wife does not safeguard you. Having a husband doesn't safeguard you, yep. right? Yep. Having the Holy Spirit, having a good solid community, having you know like accountability, um, people digging in your life, making sure that you're you know not just running solo. Those things, you know, that's safe. Yeah. But just having a wife or a husband, how many I just read t- uh, yesterday. One of my favorite preachers,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Just had to step down from his church because he was in an inappropriate relationship.
0: Right.
1: You know, he's married. And so it's like, it, we see that happen all the time. And so this idea that you're not mature until you're married, that you don't know the love of God really until you have kids, and that you shouldn't do ministry until you're married, I, I think all of those are absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't married. Paul wasn't married. The only one that I'm aware of that is very clearly was married was Peter, yeah, and that's only because we have stuff about Peter's mother-in-law, and right. it says mother-in-law, so we're like, okay, therefore you must be married, mm-hmm. right? But we don't really have a whole lot of 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 anything of any major character in the New Testament who's being married because right. they're I think they're doing what Paul's doing, which is dedicating myself to the kingdom, and so if Jesus wasn't married, you don't have to be married. It's obviously not lesser. If if the apostles weren't married, then you don't have to be married to be in ministry. Um, mm. And um, I would also say that if these guys weren't married, then you obviously and didn't have kids, then you obviously can understand how much God loves you because they obviously understood probably the greater revelation than we do how much God really loves us. Right. Right. Now, do I experience God's love and do I get a new glimpse of it when I see my kids? Totally. Right. But I don't think that's reserved just for having kids. I think you can get that through the word and through your testimony. So singleness. Now, I do want to talk specifically about the difference between guys being single and girls being single, because there is, it's just, I don't know. It's just this weird thing where it's like, we look at singleness differently. I think there's a stigma, I think attached um, to women who are single less Mm -hmm. than men who are single. Right. And I've seen that happen, um, and I hate that that's real, but I think it's worth addressing um, because, you know, it's like guys, you one of the things Paul says is he goes, hey, listen, um, he goes, if if you if you burn with lust, you need to get married, right? Or if mm-hmm. you burn with passion, you need to get married. And so most guys are like, oh, I can't be single because I, I need to be able to have sex. And that's, that's kind of where they're at. They're like, I, I need to be in a relationship because I need an outlet, right? Mm-hmm. And so ergo, I'm going to try to get married. And it should not be the only reason that is get married. such a bad reason. <laughs> like that is not it at all. Like that's that, that problem will carry over. If you burn with lust, it's going to carry over into your right. marriage. Just not just because you have an outlet doesn't mean Jack. Right. Right. Um. But for, but you know, so you have that, but then you have like guys who, if they are single, you know, I think it's a little bit more accepted because, uh, well, probably a, a, a ton of reasons, but you know. Mainly, like, Jesus was single, Paul was single. Those guys were single, and they were men, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's like, you know, if if you have, you know, I don't know, Joe, who is giving himself to the Lord, and he's going to go out and start this crazy ministry, you know, and he's he's starting orphanages, and he's starting churches, and he's single, right? Though the church is like, you probably should be married, that's still much more accepted, right? right? If Joe gives himself to his work, right, it's much more accepted than a woman. Yep. Right now, I'm not a woman. Right. right. I don't know how that feels, but I'd really love to hear from you, Shelly, like, like, where, do, what, how does that dynamic play out as a woman being single? Like, say you felt called to be single, what are you going to have to battle? What are you going to have to deal with? What invasive thoughts are going to come or cultural thoughts are going to come against you?
0: Right. Yeah, I think it's different for a woman um, just socially. I think there's a lot of social pressure and, like, to keep up, and, like, all your friends are having babies as you look around, like... I've been single a lot in my life. And so I remember comparing myself. So there's a lot of comparison. There's a lot of like, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I, and how am I supposed to, like there is something I think within a woman that wants to submit, like you were saying about in in marriage, like what the women should do and nurture. And so it's like really hard to find those outlets in other ways. Mm. But yeah, like I think there are, places where you can serve in the church and like children's ministry and stuff where
1: you can... think you can do more than just children's ministry for what it's worth.
0: And that's true. Yeah, I would like to hear that too. Like I was thinking as you were saying that um, all the disciples, I'm like, those are all men. Like, and like you're saying, like there's a lot of men that can start stuff and there's so many churches that say women can't teach men. And so there's even that stigma as well. So I just think it's a little harder for women because we're seen to be, you know, we're supposed to support supposed to be under a man so mm, what would you mm. what kind of advice would you give to a single woman who's called to single singleness really feels like God called her to that yeah but like the church and a lot of people are like what I don't know you're you're out of whack if you're not submitted to a man like what what kind of life yeah what are we supposed to do day to day
1: I am reminded uh that the first person to preach the gospel was a single woman
0: yeah that's so
1: good. That the first person to preach the good news that Jesus has resurrected, that everything was actually true, that he was who he said he was, mm-hmm. was uh, was really it was actually two single women, right? It was a single mom, mm-hmm. right, and Very it was a single easy. adulteress, yeah. right? A, a woman who was 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 caught in uh, adultery, right? That they came through. Right, and they started preaching to a bunch of single men. Yeah, Jesus has come back, right? And so I, I, I do not think to any degree that a single woman is uh, lesser in the church. I don't think that she needs to have a husband to validate her um, calling into ministry. Mm. Um, and I could give. I mean, we could honestly do a whole episode just on women this idea of women in ministry. Right. Um, I used to think one way. I used to think kind of what you're saying you know women they should serve in children's ministry and they should sing on the worship team Mm -hmm. and that's it you know and since (laughs) a lot of people think a lot of people think that right um i and and since really doing an unbiased study and really trying to go okay lord what do you say about this i've actually come to a way different conclusion Mm. um i do not think that a woman needs to have um a husband in particular let's keep it on the dating and relationship things in order to be validated to do ministry I don't think that at all. I think that flies in the face of a a lot of Bible, right? I think we see women doing, single women and married women, but I think we see single women doing a lot of ministry um, in the New Testament um, and not just children's ministry and not just taking care of of, uh, widows and orphans. Mm -hmm. Um, We see them preaching the gospel. We see them imprisoned for preaching the gospel. We see them called co-laborers. We see them uh, uh, called um, notable Um, among the apostles, which you could take to mean they were notable apostles, or they were seen as highly regarded, at least by the um, 12, or at that point, yeah, 12 Mm -hmm. apostles. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think the stigma, though, is so real. Like, it's like, if you're, if you're a woman and you're single, it's, I don't know, it's frowned upon, because it's frowned upon to give yourself to your career. Yeah. Right? Or it's frowned upon to have a life outside of a husband in kids, and I would just say, I I just don't think the Lord views it that way. I don't think it's frowned upon by the Lord um, for women to have a job and to give themselves to their career and to be ministry, you know, missionaries in the workplace. And um, I just I hate that it's a real. I, I realize it's real, like I, yeah. you just have to deal with it. But to the twenty year old, you know, gatekeepers who she's thinking, you know, man, I I just I, I'm okay to not be married. I don't really want to be married. I don't want Kids, I'd I'd rather go give myself to missions, or I'd rather, you know, uh, I don't know. I'd maybe rather go try to be a CEO of some major corporation and make tons of money so that I can fund, you know, major things in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I'd say I'd say God champions that. I'd say you're equipped to do that. I'd say you don't need a man to do that. Um, And and honestly, history tells me that men typically make things worse. (laughs) As a as a card carrying man. I've I've actually said in the past, like, you know, headship, you know, the idea of headship is, you know, the man's the head and, and, you know, you you say women are the neck, but women Mm -hmm. are, women are the, Mm -hmm. you know, women are the body and they, they, they serve the head. But well, I always tell ladies, I'm like, you have to understand the reason God set it up that way is because he works backwards in the kingdom and he chooses the foolish things of the world to confound and lead the wise. Mm. Right. And yeah. so it makes sense that the head is the foolish one and the women are, the, <laughs> are wise, but they've got to submit, submit and honor. You know, the wife has to submit and honor, right. you know, the foolish one. But anyway, that's tongue in cheek. But, <laughs> um, I think it's totally acceptable to be single men or woman, or man or woman. I think, um, not only is it acceptable, I think it's clearly biblical, according to First Corinthians 7. Yeah. And I think nobody needs to feel shame or pressure to get into a relationship to validate any call um, that God has on them, mm. male or female.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to note, too, as you're naming women in the Bible that were noted and that were brought up and highlighted. And I'm thinking about today's culture, but honestly, that culture was way worse on women. They yeah. Were, and they still you know, follow the Lord. And, you know, I'm thinking about Mary Magdalene, who was, she was gotten adultery and she was the first one to preach the gospel. But, um, and then I think about today, there's scholars that are like, we think Jesus and Mary Magdalene had a relationship. And so like, there's just constantly- <laughs> Da Vinci code. Right, yeah. weird stuff. I just think people are going to talk about you, but if you're really following the Lord, you don't have to worry about what people say, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. and And I would hope that, um, I know at Gate City we affirm this, um, mm-hmm. but, but in particular for gatekeepers that we do a much better job of elevating women to their rightful place in ministry, yeah. not above men, not right. in front of men, equal, but side by side, mm-hmm. right? Eve was taken from the side of man, right? Not in front of, not behind. Yeah, um, The old uh, Jewish proverb, uh, no, it's not, it's a, a Matthew Henry mm-hmm. said it. He goes, women were created out of the side of man to walk side by side with him under the arm of man to be protected by him and near the heart of man to be loved by him. She's like a cool quote. So that's sweet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> even outside of dating relationships, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And then I would I would add um, even just to finish it off that I think the sentiment that we're trying to convey that I think that the Bible is trying to convey is that you can live a holy, happy, vibrant life. Without another person, uh, you know, in, in without being married, essentially, yeah. and without having kids. I think that's the idea, mm-hmm. right? Is that um, you're not missing out by being single um, any more than Jesus was missing out by being single, any more than Paul was missing out by being <laughs> single, any more than right. John was missing out by being single, um, any, any more than the Marys were missing out. I, I, I don't think, um, and I think that's just what we miss in the church, and we don't tell people that enough. Yeah. Now it is different, right? And you will miss out on some joys. Um, like the, that's that's just the reality. You'll miss out on having kids. You'll miss out on the joy of marriage. But guess what? The person who's married, married yeah, misses out, out on, on some joys too. There's some <laughs> real benefits and some real pleasures that you get being single that you don't get being married with kids. Right. Right. So it is a trade off. And I, I just would say don't feel hopeless. If you're like, you know, I, I kind of feel like I should be single, but I, I don't want to have a lesser life. Mm -hmm. I don't think you'll have a lesser quality of life. I don't think you'll have a lesser quality relationship with the Lord um, or a lesser impact on the kingdom. I I, I don't think any of those things are true if you're single. As a matter of fact, I think um, you can have have a great impact on the kingdom, you can have a great quality of life, um, and you can have a great relationship with the Lord without being married. And then um, in addition to that, uh, those of you who um, struggle with same-sex attraction, this is like a big thing that I think we we really screw it up at church sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not our church. I really like our church the way that we phrase this, but mm-hmm. um, it's when we when we talk about somebody coming to the Lord who struggles with same sex attraction, we immediately say that redemption looks like marriage. Marriage, mm-hmm. right? It's like okay, the the full spectrum of redemption is the 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 homosexual guy. All of a sudden, gets feelings, affections, um, and and physical desires for a woman. Gets married, has kids, and breaks the cycle. And I would just say that I don't think that that is the full spectrum of redemption. I think actually, singleness and celibacy, um, being uh, what uh, son in our environment mm-hmm. calls like a spiritual eunuch, right? Right, right. Being um, single actually is just a viable, just as viable um, of redemption yeah. uh, um, and of a redemption arc as getting married and having kids. And so if your testimony is, um, you know what, I, the desire's never left, but I crucified my flesh every day, that's just as holy, redemptive, and honoring to the Lord and pleasing to the Lord mm-hmm. as, well, my desire's changed and I now desire a woman, or or vice versa, a woman, right. you know, desire a man. So, um, yeah, I think those are important when we're talking about singleness because that doesn't really get talked about very often. Right. So...
0: Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that conversation and that you were ministered to. Please remember to follow us and to leave a good rating on your preferred streaming platform. And if you want to learn more about Gatekeepers, visit gatecityatl.com slash gatekeepers. See you in the next episode.